Welcome to another episode of Growth Marketers Podcast. I'm Solomon Timothy. And I am Taylor Rowe. Um, today's episode, we talked about uh, one thing that's kind of difficult, which is measuring the uh, success or uh, I guess gauging the success of content that you're creating. So there's all types of content that you could be creating, blog posts or social media posts or videos that you're creating. And then, of course, being distributed on a number of different channels. And so it's evolving every day. So trying to measure that with any sort of metrics that lead towards revenue or number of sales or leads that are being generated, sometimes there can be a gap there. Um, And I think the misalignment on those objectives and those metrics, either within the marketing team or between marketing and sales departments, cause a lot of marketers to stop creating content or to throw strategies away that could have been successful all because we're not measuring the right metrics. So if you're not looking in the right direction, you're not going to see the, the answer that you're looking for. So today we, we dove into how we measure content, um, especially that sort of awareness, top of the funnel type content that uh, really needs to be created from a demand generation perspective. So Taylor, today we're talking about how to measure the success of your content. Mm-hmm. Right. So very important topic. Yeah. Everybody's creating content. I think this is the content generation, content revolution. There's more content than you can handle. How do you measure the success? Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, I mean, every marketing campaign today is all revolving around content creation. There's so much content that's out there. Um, And I think there's some common misconceptions when it comes to what is effective, what's not effective, and ultimately how you're measuring the effectiveness of your content. And obviously, if you're looking at the wrong metrics, then... You're going to be disappointed. Disappointed, right? Yeah. So a couple of things, right? The one is the the purpose of the content. So for a long time, and still today, when you're creating content for your website, a lot of times it's for ranking purposes, right? To drive more organic traffic. If you answer the questions that your prospects are searching in search engines, uh, and you optimize that, create the content, and then people are going to go to Google. They're going to search. They're going to find your website. So you would measure the success of that content based on the traffic that it generated to your website and then the leads that were generated from that piece of content, right? But people will create a thousand pages for their website and three of them drive traffic. Most of the traffic. So, and then you look at that and you say, okay, all this tra- all this content is unsuccessful or is, it's not producing any kind of results for us. So I would look at that and say, part of the reason why it's not driving results is you don't have the right strategy. You don't have the right strategy because you're measuring the wrong results, right? You're measuring the wrong metrics. So let's say, for example, you have the right intent because you're creating content that is supposedly valuable to your audience and to your persona that you're trying to to reach out to. We should measure on our ability to get that piece of content in front of that person, right? If this was a, let's say this was a billboard that we're putting together and my billboard is targeted at, you know, CEOs of software companies, SaaS companies, if I put that billboard and I know that there's a thousand CEOs that drive by that billboard every single day, then only people on that highway, right, were CEOs of SaaS companies, I would say that was somewhat successful. If I was able to measure that, you know, how many people looked at that billboard and if they remembered my company or whatever that may be, this is one kind of metric, right? So if you turn that into digital, if I create a piece of content and I share that on LinkedIn, how many CEOs of SaaS companies saw that? Uh, how many CEOs of SaaS companies commented on it, liked it, tagged their friends, tagged their colleagues, tagged their, you know, if they're the CEO, they tagged their you know, CIO or they tagged their 
CFO, right? So measure success based on metrics that matter based on the actual buyer's journey, right? So basically who is engaging with the content and or take a step back, measure based on the engagement. So uh, people looking at it, viewing it, if it's a video, how long are they watching it? If it's on your website, time on site, bounce rates, all those sorts of things, right? Those engagement metrics. And then conversation metrics in terms of are they commenting? Are they liking? Are they sharing? And then dive one step deeper into those metrics. And this is something you're not going to see on that Google Analytics report, right? Is who are those people, right? I would much rather have 10 of my ideal customer profiles physically hit the like button on my piece of content or share that piece of content to their network than for me to just, you know, drive random visitors to my website and they all bounce because it wasn't relevant traffic or relevant information. So if you're just measuring on the leads that are coming through in the short term, um, it's easy to get leads, right? Especially with things like social media, it's easy to get leads from the wrong audience. So I measure the success of the content based on how successful we were in getting that content into the front of the right people. And then the second half of that would be did we accurately convey our message? Because the whole point, right, of marketing is getting in front of your target audience and then educating them on a problem that they didn't know that they had or giving them a solution to a problem that they do know that they have and bring your brand into the mix in the middle of that, right? So if you did that at all, then that was successful. So you need to measure based on those metrics of what is our message? Who are we getting in front of? Did we get in front of them? And how did they consume that content? How did that resonate with them? And you measure that based on, like I said, time on site, how far into the video they're watching. Um, are they commenting? Are they sharing? Are they liking? Those sort of metrics. So it, it takes some extra digging and kind of diving to actually see what those metrics are. But those are real life statistics that would result in that potential business or you know organization exactly. doing business with you. It's a great way to put it. And I think we've made several episodes on different ways to promote the content because that's the first part like you said and you can't just post it on your site or you can't just put one post on your facebook instagram whatever it might be and expect that content to grow because like you said if it doesn't do what it's supposed to then you didn't right you didn't really get any value out of that piece of content you put a lot of time into it and organic promotion isn't just enough anymore so for you to really get a good measure of it you have to use paid promotions to promote the content so that the right CEOs can see it. Right. It's like the creative of the billboard is different than billboard being up there right. for the people to see. Well, it's two separate exactly. things. Exactly. And by the way, it's not a, you know, sort of singular test, yes or no. Did it do works, what it's supposed right? to? Because you still have to figure out, okay, maybe that piece of content is still valuable, but my message or my call to action on my ad wasn't, or my creative wasn't enticing mm. enough for those people to click on it, right? Or the title of it wasn't, you know, enticing enough that they would actually click on that. So you have to look at each one of those things. So it's never really over in terms of measuring that success. And I don't know if there's a timeline on, you know, was this right. content successful or not, but you have to first start with kind of understanding what the goal is, right? The goal is not, in most cases, not to generate leads, right? The beginning of all the marketing campaigns is always based on, well, who are we trying to market? Who are we trying to get in front of? Who's our ideal customer profile? Who is our persona, right? Well, it'd be great if we could just, you know, explain our software to CFOs of mid-level, you know, whatever type of companies that are between 200 million and uh, 500 million because they're a perfect fit for us. 
So if you then take some sort of piece of content that you believe is valuable to that audience and you're able to get it in front of them and get them to engage with it somehow, then that was successful, right? It's completely different than I'm looking for leads and I'm going to set my you know target cost per lead in Facebook at $10 per lead and you get leads at $10 for lead, and then all of a sudden the salespeople are you know pissed off because right. these leads are nonsense, garbage. You're calling them, they say, I don't remember filling out that form. That's what's going to happen, right? So that's based on the wrong metrics. It. You make that jump from, they had the right intention from the beginning, and then we had to measure something tangible, so it has to be a lead that's being generated. Hey, thanks for listening. Solomon here. Are you frustrated because you're not getting enough inbound leads? You're worried that the leads that you're getting are not qualified? Or maybe you're disappointed in the conversion rates from the leads to customers, right? It's really, really low. Well, I got good news for you. I talk to business owners every single day. You're not alone. All right, business go through this when there is a lack of strategy sometimes. Uh, maybe the approach isn't appropriate uh, for your situation or sometimes you got all of those things right but it was just poor execution i'll tell you what head over to oneims.com and fill out one of our forms talk to one of our consultants that's all we do we talk to business owners day in and day out share with us your challenges and see if we're a fit right see if we can find you a solution to your growing pains you know our hope here at oneims and especially with this podcast is to give you the tools the technology the ideas the strategies everything we possibly can for you to succeed all right so Thank you for listening and let's get back to our topic for the day. In the short term, you have to focus on those engagement metrics, especially when you're trying to build awareness, build a brand, generate some sort of a demand. And then ultimately that will roll up into revenue, but there's other factors that need to you know be a part of that. Um, one thing that I'm thinking too, especially when you're creating content and it's on the website, it's on your you know, content on your Instagram page is just as important as the content on the blog. People don't think that that's actually like valuable because many times they would go there and engage with that content and Mm -hmm. they might make buying decisions. You never know, right? How many people buy off of Instagram? It's Mm -hmm. like, it's like the new blog, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but long story short, it's there forever. That's the thing that you can't measure. It's not like it's gone. You're not taking it down. Right. So if it, if it, if somebody finds it a year or two years later and they do something with that, it's still producing ROI. Yeah. And many people don't understand that, right? They're just sort of like, well, that, that blog is from last year, so it's not going to do anything. Right. I don't think you should write blogs if it's not going to help you a year from now. I think it should be more evergreen content, yeah. something that could be, you know, used over and over. And I think we recommend going back and updating content so that it is still useful, republish and do all those sorts of stuff so that it's never done, in my opinion, mm-hmm. if you work the right way. Right. And yeah, and it does come down to what your your business model is. But for a lot of businesses in the B2B space, if it produced one new customer one year from now, still valuable. It's valuable. Right? So you, you're, fo- you're forced to focus more on the messaging and the value of that piece of content and then the distribution model than just focusing on what is that call to action or what does that lead gen, you know, tripwire kind of a thing look like? Because that's a very temporary campaign, right? An ad that you're promoting on Facebook or LinkedIn to try to generate a lead. That's either, you know, it worked or it didn't work. And a lot of times when you take that approach, it's not going to work because there's a big disconnect from the way people make buying decisions and research 
and the way you're trying to fit them into this funnel. Absolutely. I mean, also, it also forces you to think long term. Yeah. Which is what all of us should be doing anyway is this can this content be relevant three years from now and if we're going to write three other pieces can we just combine it and make one amazing piece and work on it one thing i like to mention this is more personal if you ask me than anything else is that all of us every brand every company they all have only so much bandwidth when it comes to creating content and when you're trying to do this and that and 800 different things like oh i need linkedin content i need this content, i need that content and what happens is that you kind of get okay content, but you're doing it, but it's just like barely okay, right? You're just like, oh man, I'm happy I'm done with the blog. If that's happening, then you're not doing a great job. It is not going to perform. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. You really have to consolidate some of that effort. Like this podcast is going to do a lot more than this podcast because it's going to be on our YouTube channel. It's going to be in our Instagram. It's going to be in all these other places. So it's worth the time in investing it. We didn't make independent content for our YouTube, then our your audio, then our text. It's actually going to be a blog post. Right. It might even be an email newsletter. It's going to do so much. So it's worth the time because we consolidated our effort. There's only so many hours in the day and you and I are busy, but do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, that's what people should do is yeah. that how do you get something so valuable so that you you can do a lot more with it? It's going to go a lot farther than just trying to create a podcast that's independent of the blog, which is independent of everything. And it's just not working together very well. Right. Yeah, and in terms of measuring that, it's the same story, right? Some things are a little bit, you know, immeasurable and yep. even in the digital world, and it doesn't necessarily mean it's not the right strategy or that you shouldn't try to do that just because you can't measure it, especially with all these different channels. Like you said, it could be disconnected. So you have to even look at how your content is influencing the next piece of content, right? Uh, I mean, the whole idea of momentum and consistently creating valuable content you can get someone who sees a piece of content, so they start following you. Right. And then the next piece of content gets a little more engagement and a little yep. more engagement. And it doesn't mean the original piece of content wasn't as valuable because it only had, you know, 12 visits and three likes or whatever that may be. That was, you know, the whole the catalyst for the yep. rest of it is because you're building a brand and you're building a following. So in theory, yeah, some of those metrics you can't really measure of why someone started engaging with your content in the first place or what impact that had on the fact that they saw that piece of content. And then the next time they saw a piece of content, they remembered you from the first video you put out. So then they started following you, right? So that first video doesn't get any credit for that. So that's what I'm saying is like, I would look at the, if I'm creating a video, I would look at more of the percentage of people that watched at least 50% of it, right? More than was there a million views to it? Correct. Because if there's a million views, great. Uh, if there's a thousand views and 800 of them watched at least 50% of it, and I know I promoted that to a very targeted audience, or at least the topic was so targeted that the only people that would be watching that video is someone that I would care about. I'd rather have 800 people watch my engaged. entire video that are engaged than you know, a, a thousand people or a million people that saw and this wasn't not what i was looking for and they left right <laughs> yeah both count as views yeah. <laughs> youtube will show the number right so that's where i say it's like some of that stuff you have to look at the intent of yeah. with the user and so you're talking quality find. over quantity that's the bottom line yeah i mean th- again the idea is to get your message in front of the right people. audience so yeah. there's no such th- those things aren't equal right one view yeah. is not equal to another view 
if you're if you care about who's viewing it. I'm the part, type of person say so if I got one view and that was the right person, it was worth me creating the content. Sure. I'm not looking for a million or a hundred thousand, like yeah. you said, eight hundred. Just that one person, because at the end of the day, that's what the content allowed you to do. Reach that one person. Right. And if you think about it like that, you wouldn't have the bandwidth to create more because mm-hmm. you're not really looking for 10 or 20 or anything. Yeah. And it's all these, you know, arbitrary things that people think about like, oh, well, you know, um, I didn't get the views or or even measuring the views. What's the value? Like you said, if you had a bunch of views and didn't get any business, it doesn't do anything. Yeah. Um, you might be famous or whatever. <laughs> but in this, there's no money, right? Yeah. So brands need to create revenue. They need to create value. They need to have loyalty. So they're doing something that's going to help them build that. And like I said today, if you're not creating content, that's a place to start. And then a couple months down the line, as you're creating more and more, you're figuring out, well, how am I going to make sense out of this? How do I explain this to my leadership team that all this is good yeah. and that they should keep investing into this is what we're talking about. Would you say that? Absolutely. Many times it's just getting the content machine started is already the best part, you know, of this thing. So um, any final thoughts? Um, no, I don't have anything else. I think we covered it all. Yeah. I mean, I think um, I guess my final thought would just be very clear and intentional with the purpose of the content and make sure that whatever metrics you're measuring for that piece of content are aligned with how your buyers your objective. Gonna, yeah, make a decision and what you're actually trying to accomplish. Like you said, your objective, not just well, the standard is we generate leads. So I see a lot of people starting to shift towards this whole demand gen, lead with education, lead with content model, but they're still practicing those old bottom of the funnel, you know, lead gen ad. And those two don't kind of jive together. So just make sure that you've thought through the process and that um, it's all in line with what, what you're trying to accomplish. Absolutely. So thanks a lot for uh, tuning in. Um, If you have questions, comments, uh, leave us a review or um, send us an email at growthmarketers at oneims.com. We'd love hearing from you. And if you have topics that you would like us to cover in the future, let us know that as well. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time. All right. So if you enjoyed this episode, here are five things that you could do to help us. Number one, make sure you click that subscribe button so you never miss another show. Number two, share this with a friend that you know needed to hear this, all right? And three, leave us a comment. We love hearing your thoughts, your ideas, things that you've learned so others can learn from you. And four, if you have a topic that you'd like us to cover, let us know so we can put that in our notes and share our insight, all right, for our next episode or the one after that. And finally, you guys, Join other growth marketers, head over to oneims.com and check out all the resources that we have made just for you. I'm talking guides, webinars, blogs, videos, anything that could help you become a growth marketer. All right. So thanks a lot for joining us this week on the Growth Marketers Podcast, and I will see you next time.